Welcome to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. Listen in and learn how to use new mind, body, and spirit wisdom and supportive tools to move beyond your fears, self-doubts, and limiting beliefs. Tanya is devoted to helping you heal pain, illness, and trauma so you can enjoy a healthy body and balanced lifestyle. You deserve to fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and freedom. Hello and welcome everyone to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life. I am your host, Tanya Penny, occupational therapist, author of Connect with the Divine You and Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Coach. And I'm here because I'm devoted to supporting you to have a healthy body, peaceful mind, and balanced lifestyle. So you can fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and ultimate freedom. So in this episode, we're going to be focusing on shifting unhealthy patterns so that you can heal and co-create a life that you love. So for my journey of healing MS and then working with thousands of others, what I have found is that when you have a health issue, whether it's anxiety, depression, fatigue, insomnia, pain, weight, perhaps thyroid or GI issues, a female or male issue, autoimmune disorder, cancer, or if you are struggling with an addiction and having a breakdown in another area of your life as well, whether it's relationships, money, career, trusting yourself, spirituality, these are all signs that there is one or more unhealthy patterns that you are being called to shift in your life. Now, the three most common patterns that I, I had to heal for myself and that I have seen in others is what I call the three P's, perfection, people-pleasing, and pretending to be superhuman, superwoman or superman if you prefer. So what do these patterns look like every day in your life? I have found it is important to actually talk about what it looks like because they can be very, very sneaky. And oftentimes we're not even aware that we are doing these patterns because we've been doing them forever. There are normal. So let's start with perfection. So perfection can look like negative self-talk, having a harsh inner critic, whether you're beating yourself up out loud or silently, just in your head, perhaps fear of failure, making mistakes, a part of you that believes there is a right or wrong way to do things. Maybe a part of you that says, I'm not good enough, smart enough, pretty enough, thin enough, and is always comparing yourself to others. So perfection can also either cause you to overdo. So spending a lot of time completing something. So that may be kind of an extreme time cleaning the house or cooking a perfect recipe or buying the perfect gift or it could be a project at work that you spend too much time on. And I'm not saying you're aware you're doing this. 
Your perfectionist can also cause you to be paralyzed and not do something at all because you're afraid of making mistakes or afraid of failing. So it can go either way. And I have even had some clients that they overdo in some areas and then they are paralyzed in other areas of their life. Perfection. So next, people pleasing. This one's pretty, I would say this one's a little more obvious. This looks like you are a yes person. You say yes to everything and everyone, whether it's your boss, whether it's your kids, whether it's your spouse. And again, it may be with at work you might do this and maybe you only do it at home or with your family. But you're saying yes and you, when you really don't want to. You do things to make other people happy even when it doesn't make you feel good. Might even stress you out. You also might not keep and uh, set and keep healthy boundaries with others and let other people walk on you. That's, in a nutshell, people-pleasing. And then we have pretending to be superhuman. This one, I would say, is, is pretty it's complex. It can have a, a bunch of different faces. So if you are a superhuman or pretending to be one, you do it all alone. You do it all and you do it all alone. You really hate asking for help. Or maybe you ask for it, but then you push it away. So <laughs> you won't ask for support, or maybe you do ask, but then you don't accept it. You feel uber responsible for other people and try to fix or save others. You are usually doing too much. I call it busy bee syndrome. You also usually have issues with um, control. So a control, I call it control queen or control king. Everything has to be your way, go your way. Um, you know, you're telling others what to do, what they should do. So that is pretending to be superhuman, woman or man. So where do these patterns come from? I want to go there next because it is important. It is important that we shine the light on where these patterns come from in order to shift them. So our past is usually where these patterns start in childhood. So what happened in childhood is we took on, not consciously, one or more of these patterns as a coping mechanism in order to get our needs met. So we might have been a people pleaser in order to get love, acceptance, attention. We often did it to avoid punishment, criticism, maybe being teased at school. And ultimately, we, we took on these patterns to feel safe and to survive. So all three of these patterns are driven by fear. The fear of rejection, fear of embarrassment or criticism, the fear that you're going to lose love, approval, attention, fear of being abandoned. So, you know, many of us wouldn't dare do or say something because we were afraid that it would displease our parents or our teachers. 
Or maybe we would do or say something to please our parents or our teachers or other adults, grandparents, caregivers. Now, maybe we did certain things, believed we had to do certain things or a certain amount of something to either get a reward. The reward might have been praise, money, a gift, or again, to avoid punishment. So driven by fear, overachieving. Um, I didn't specifically say it, but that's a superhuman trait, overachieving. So having to do it and having to do it perfect. It's kind of a, a superhuman and 3P, uh, I'm sorry, perfection and, and um, superhuman tag team. <laughs> so oftentimes you'll find they're, they're in pairs, they're in combos. Um, and pretty much everyone on the planet struggles with one, if not all three, to some degree, as far as I've seen, until we become aware of them and shift them. So, <laughs> so I'm just going to give you a few of my own personal examples um, to make it more clear for you. So when I was born, or before I was born, okay, I, was, I wasn't really... Let's just say I wasn't wanted. My parents were really young. They were 18. They weren't trying to have a, a baby. So I come into the world. They've got to get married, have the baby. And so even though it wasn't conscious, we feel things. I mean, everybody listening to this is a sensitive or an empath. Even though I didn't understand, even in utero, I could feel Right? I could feel my mother's energy of that, oh my God, and you know, the not, not being wanted. So it can definitely start in utero, right? This, this knowing that when I come out, I better, you know, I better prove, I better do things to make them happy so they take care of me. So I also grew up in a very chaotic household. My parents fought a lot. My dad had a temper. So I learned to people pleasing, do things perfect, walking on eggshells because I didn't want that anger and criticism to come at me. Both of my parents were not emotionally present. They had their own issues. My dad, you know, we all have our own trauma, uh, past traumas from childhood that usually are unresolved. So my parents just weren't emotionally present and my dad was an alcoholic and my mom was, was anxious and depressed. So in order to cope, in order to survive, again, I walked on eggshells with my dad and with my mother, I became her counselor. So that would fall under the pretending to be superhuman. I would listen to her problems. I would give her advice. I tried to, here's the people pleaser, make her happy when she was depressed so that I could get my needs met. If she would feel better, then I could get my needs met. So with my dad, it was more of a safety issue. With my mom, it was to get my needs met, um, to get love, to get, you know, all those things that we need as children. Um, I also experienced a lot of verbal and sexual abuse growing up. So... Some of it was, you know, I, I allowed it to continue because it was a people-pleasing thing. I didn't, I didn't go and tell my teachers at school. Um, when my cousins were doing it, I didn't tell my parents because I didn't want to 
rock the boat. I wanted to please. I wanted to get that affection, that approval, that love, that connection. Um, as sick and sad as that is, you know, a lot of people, you know, especially children who are sexually abused and even adults stay because that's how they think they can get it. The only way they can get it. So those are just a few examples. And a few, I'm going to give a few for my adult, um, for my adulthood as well. You know, I would oftentimes take on too much at work. So when I was in college, I would, you know, spend way too much time on my papers, tried to get them perfect because I wanted really good grades. And then as I got into my occupational therapy degree um, and job, I wanted to prove myself. I was afraid of not being good enough, getting fired, um, people saying bad things about me. So I really pushed myself. I really overdid. I really overworked. And I put a whole lot of stress on myself. Um, just a lot of pressure. I beat up myself a lot. I had a really tough, really tough inner critic. Um, that was also fed by hearing a lot when I was growing up. What are you, stupid? So, yeah, really tough inner critic that I've had to work shifting. And that inner critic, again, falls under the perfection, um, the perfection piece. So we can also learn. So it's not just what we needed to do as a coping mechanism growing up to get love, attention, approval, get our needs met, avoid criticism, punishment. But also, we're, we usually pick up these patterns because our parents do one or more of them as well. So we see or hear our parents or other adults. So it could be grandparents, people that babysat you, um, teachers, maybe your older siblings. So we are learning from what we saw and heard growing up. Because if adults are doing it, then it must be good. It must be right to do that. And also, if we want, let's just say, approval from our mother, then we're going to want to do the things our mother does. Or if we want approval from our father, you know, we're going to want to do things that our father does, including these patterns. So again, example is that I saw my mom try to please my dad a lot. So I did the same thing. She also tried to please everybody, not just my dad. Uh, my mom criticized herself a lot and also allowed my dad to criticize her. So I not only critic criticized myself, I allowed other people to do it to me as well. I didn't know any better. And with my dad, you know, the overwork thing, the busy overwork, you know, you don't rest until all the work is done um, or you're lazy. Right, so, so I picked up the superhuman thing from my dad as well. So here's the deal. Many of us are still in this podcast episode is, is to bring awareness and not just awareness, but help you to shift it. So we are still finding ourselves in these patterns today, whether we're aware of it or not. And the truth is we don't have to do these patterns anymore. We are not children anymore that are stuck in these, you know, with these people in these homes and environments. Um, we're not at the mercy of our parents or teachers or other adults. 
We don't need them to take care of us. We can take care of ourselves now and get our own needs met. And we definitely don't need their approval. Because the truth is, now we can go, there's a million people on the planet now that we have access to, and we can find other people who love and accept us for who we are, who treat us good, right? That don't love us and accept us because of what we do for them or what we give them. So the other piece too is we don't have to, we're not stuck in a job either. Like you don't have to keep piling on tons of projects, working long hours in order to you know, make ends meet or you know, to not get fired. The truth is there's also a million jobs out there. There really are. And one that you don't have to, to fall into these patterns and please your boss or be the superhuman, etc. So you can find a different job or even switch careers completely. So let's move into how do we begin to shift these 3P patterns? So as always, awareness and acceptance is key. That's number one. You can't shift anything that you're not aware of. So part of this episode is just to bring awareness or more awareness. If you've already been aware, more awareness to these patterns that you've been caught up in, oftentimes unconsciously, subconsciously. And then really accepting. And again, acceptance doesn't mean we like it or that we want to keep doing it, but we don't want to beat ourselves up. Compassion and curiosity is key to changing, shifting anything, including these patterns. When we beat ourselves up, we're more likely to continue to do them and stay stuck in them. And when you beat yourself up for something, it actually decreases your awareness again. All right. So that's number one. So what I would like you to do next or recommend you do next is to bring more awareness and acceptance, what I call a tool called write and reflect. So grab a piece of paper, pause this if you need to, open a document on your computer, grab your journal, and write and reflect on these questions. Question number one is which of these patterns do I have? And be very honest with yourself. And maybe you have them a lot or maybe you have them a little. You might even want to rate each pattern on a scale of one to 10. Perfection, people pleasing, pretending to be superhuman. So which of these patterns do I have? Question number two, where do they come from? So again, we're not trying to blame anybody in our past, but it is helpful to know where did they come from? Because it's gonna make it more helpful to catch it as well. And then number three, what areas of my life? This is gonna really help you to increase awareness and catch it, sometimes after, but hopefully in the middle and um, eventually before you fall in. So what areas of my life do I fall into these patterns and with who? So some of you might be writing down, oh my God, I fall into people pleasing with my children, with my partner. Some of you are going to write down superhuman, oh my God, totally at work. I just work way too much or take on too much work. I don't say no. Um, so maybe people pleasing in there too. Um, maybe you beat yourself up, you know, the perfectionist. Maybe you 
beat yourself up when it comes to your work, right? I'm not good enough. And maybe you're not actually going for jobs where you really need to be asking for more money or having more responsibility or doing different tasks. Maybe you beat yourself up when it comes to your body. So more on a personal level. So take a few minutes to write and reflect. Pause this if you'd like to, or you can come back to it later. And then we want to move into what beliefs are driving these patterns. So we want to discover what are the beliefs that are driving our behaviors, that are driving these patterns, that are causing us to fall into these patterns. So if you struggle with perfection, there's a belief some, somewhat related to either I have to be or do perfect to get love, approval, a raise, or yours might be, I have to do, be perfect to avoid rejection, criticism, being teased, embarrassed, um, or worse, right? Physical abuse, sexual abuse, etc. People pleaser often has the belief, I have to say yes or please others to get, and again, fill in the blank, to get love to get approval, to avoid conflict, to get a raise, to not get fired, and pretending to be superhuman. Some common beliefs, I have to do it all and alone because I don't have support. So many of us didn't have support as children, whether it was emotional or maybe physical support as well. So in one or more ways, we didn't have support. So we have this belief that I've got to do it all and alone because I don't have support. Um, for those of you who are very independent, this one's going to be you. Maybe the belief I have to fix others' problems. I have to work harder or do more to be worthwhile, maybe to keep my job, my marriage, to make more money to be successful. So those are just a few examples of beliefs. So then what we want to do is we want to, we want to work on shifting those beliefs on both a conscious and subconscious level. And many of you know that we want to shift these beliefs because our beliefs drive our actions. They cause us to fall into these 3P patterns that we're talking about. So one of the major tools, powerful tools that I teach is called the guided therapeutic meditation practice. And if you end up um, joining me for the 3P virtual program, we actually have specific guided practices, two for each P, a short and a long. But for now, you can use the sample guided therapeutic meditation practice. For those of you that are in my free community, there's a sample practice. But this is one of the most powerful ways to shift both on a conscious and subconscious level, um, these limiting beliefs. And as we shift these beliefs, our actions will begin to shift as well. 
And yes, it does take time because these, you know, this didn't happen overnight. And many of us have been practicing these patterns for 20, 30, 40, even some of you 50 years that are listening to this. So yes, it can take time, but the guided therapeutic meditation practices are great because you can push play and fall asleep at night as you, as you, you know, go to sleep. Um, you can also listen midday as a nap if you fall asleep fine. So if you're awake for them, fine. If you fall asleep, it's fine. They work on the subconscious level. Another tool that I have created over the past year or so is what I call the self-healing process. So we actually go in and we work with the part of you. It could be your three-year-old, your four-year-old, your six-year-old, your eight-year-old, the part of you that originally took on the 3P pattern. And we go in and we work with that inner child, if you want to call it, part of you to help it heal. And for you to step in as the new parent and adult to support that part of you to heal. So the other thing we want to do is what I call inspired conscious actions every day. So one of the things that we can do is when we notice well, let me back up a minute. So first thing in the morning, what I recommend is to remind yourself, take a few minutes to remind yourself, okay, these are the patterns. This is where I usually fall in. So I'm going to be as conscious as I can today. So reminding yourself of that in the morning before you head out the door or really get your day started. You can remind yourself and look at them during your coffee, your tea, Think about it while you're showering, driving to work. So that's really important is just a little reminder, hey, I'm going to be aware of this. And then throughout the day, we are going to begin to catch ourselves. And when you catch yourself, you don't beat yourself up. Again, it's compassion and curiosity. And usually it'll, in the beginning, it'll happen after. So you'll do something and you'll say, oh man, I totally fell into people pleasing with this person. I really didn't want to do this. And I said, yes. Or man, I totally said um, yes to this project. My superhuman said yes to this project. Or, oh, I just caught myself in beating myself up for something. So it's catching yourself with compassion and curiosity. And then saying, okay, can I do something to shift this right now? Can I go and tell my boss, you know what, I really don't have time for this? Or can you, if you had a negative thought about yourself, negative self-talk, what can I say to myself now that would be more loving? What can I say to myself now that would be more loving? Because we need to plant those seeds for what is true now. So that's one of the things that the guided meditation and the self-healing processes do as well. Planting the seeds for what is now true. So I, I meant to also mention that when you're writing those limiting beliefs that I mentioned earlier, also go ahead and write down what is true now, an opposite truth, whether you believe it or not. Um, so backing up a little bit to those uh, beliefs driving the patterns. So if you had the belief, for example, that I have to do or be perfect to get love, an opposite truth might be, I don't have, I, I'm good enough just as I am. Right? I'm lovable and worthy just as I am. There's nothing I have to do or be. So coming up with some opposite truths. Then 
doing a check-in in the evening before you go to bed. How did I fall into these patterns today? Did I fall into them and how and with who? Okay, why? What was the fear that was driving it? And okay, what do I want to do different next time? Or what can I do now to, you know, to change the situation? So for some of you, it might be, you know, I'm going to go and say to my husband or my wife, you know what, I really, I said yes that I would do this, but I really don't want to. Or going to your boss and saying, I, I really can't take on this other project. So again, it might be something you're going to do different in the future or something you actually need to go that you said yes to and that you can shift right now still. Okay. So those are a few tools and tips to get started with in shifting your 3P patterns. And if you would like more support, you can join me for Release the Three P's virtual program. And you can find out more about that program at tanyapenny.com forward slash 3P dash program. And if you haven't yet, I also recommend that you go and get my free Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Starter Kit. It has the 10 Keys Blueprint, an audio lesson, and a sample guided therapeutic meditation practice that I spoke about a little earlier in this episode. Um, and you just go to tanyapenny.com and there's a sign up at the top of the page. All right, so thank you everybody for joining me today for Vibrant Body and Abundant Life. And please do feel free to share this episode with others, whether it's your coworkers, whether it's your loved ones. Because um, like I said earlier, pretty much everyone on the planet struggles with at least one of these three Ps, whether they're aware of it or not. And working on healing them is going to help you heal your health issue and co-create a life that you love in all areas, relationships, career, money, etc. So remember, progress, not perfection, baby steps, and Making these shifts takes time, compassion, and patience. Thanks for listening to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to leave us a favorable review at iTunes. And remember to visit tanyapenny.com to receive all of your favorite free expert gifts, including Tanya's virtual workshop.
the vibrant body and abundant life blueprint.